y'all, this is She Buys It with Whitney Nicely. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the pool. <laughs> I love this pool. I did an interview out here for Inman today, which is a real estate publication. It's a real estate network. It's a pretty big deal in real estate to be in Inman and to speak at the Inman on the Inman stage at an event called Inman Connect, which I got to do last July when they were in San Francisco. And one of the writers, Marion, reached out to me and she said, Hey, I'm writing an article about property management and she knows I'm a real estate investor. <laughs> also a real estate agent, but mostly a real estate investor. So she reaches out anytime she needs anything on the investing side of real estate. And Inman is doing this super cool thing where they are starting to talk more about real estate investing instead of just real estate agenting. So y'all know I am a huge fan of real estate agents becoming real estate investors. I personally believe that the best real estate agents are also investors. So if you're a real estate agent, I fully believe you need to uh, practice what you preach and buy some of these really hot deals that you're selling and making pennies on the dollar when you could be making hundreds of dollars every single month on these properties. That's a side tangent that I'm not going to get into today, but it's the truth. Real estate agents, y'all got to start buying some of these deals that you're giving away for practically free to these investors. So I talked to Marion today about property management companies and how to find a good property management company and also how to know when you're ready to take that leap of faith and hire a property management company. And I told her exactly what I'm going to tell you and you'll see the article when it comes out next week. I said real estate investors are mostly people who have a job or had a job and they're trying to supplement or speed up their retirement. A lot of real estate investors are really in it for the long-term game. And if you go into real estate investing thinking that you're going to be a DIYer and you're going to manage your properties for forever, like that's fun and that's cute for about a minute. And then you realize, holy crap, I have basically just given myself a brand new nine to five, except this nine to five has my personal cell phone number and they call me 24 seven. And that's not what I want. I want you to create a real estate portfolio that works for you, whether you're awake or whether you're asleep or whether you're at the beach or whether you're doing bigger deals or whether you're at the ball game or like wherever it is that you are, I want these deals working for you. I don't you I don't want you working for these deals for forever. Another thing is people tell me they want to be women especially tell me they want to be real estate investors for generational wealth. They want to pass on money, a stream of money, not just cash, but a stream of money to their kids and grandkids. Well, guess what your kids and grandkids don't want to do? They don't want to manage your properties. All right. If you're going to give them a stream of income, don't give them a job attached to it. 
unless you're my mom <laughs> because my mom has been letting me manage her properties since 2014. Ooh, no, I take that back. I started working managing my mom's properties in like 12. Like as soon as I got my real estate license, mom and her cousin and her brother let me start advertising and practicing on their commercial properties. So my mom is exempt from this, okay? You keep buying those properties and I will manage those things for you. But most of y'all, <laughs> most of y'all have kids that don't want to manage properties. They just want that money, honey. They just want that check. They just want that passive income. And a lot of y'all are out here talking to folks who have inherited properties. And the reason they're wanting to sell these properties is because they don't want to manage it. All right? It's the cycle of real estate. Landlords, investors, spend their whole life building up these big, nice, fat portfolios. And then they leave it to their kids thinking, whew. Well, now their kids won't have to work as hard. But then the kids get it and they say, I saw how much work mom and dad put into these things and I don't want to put that much work into it. I'm just going to sell them and buy something else. I don't know what they buy that makes as much as real estate because whatever though, I've bought investment properties from sellers that had inherited them and they didn't want to be landlords and I do want to be a landlord okay and that's okay those are great properties to buy and it may be that the kids can see that they don't want to manage these houses but they're going to sell them and they're going to buy commercial properties or whatever but a lot of these landlords that are inherited landlords they haven't actually been trained so they don't know what they're doing so they don't know a good deal from a not good deal and a lot of times these are the people that we get own our finance deals from because they just want the money and they want all the money and a lot of times I've talked to sellers who know that their kids don't want to manage the property and they know that their kids don't need to get a huge lump sum of cash but they do understand that their kids want passive income they understand that if they go ahead and sell me this house on owner financing because they got it free and clear then a lot of these sellers realize that I'm gonna be paying the bank I'm gonna be paying the LLC I'm gonna be paying a certain account and that money can be divvied out however that seller wants it divvied out so this is a great way for a lot of sellers to take care of some real estate planning and know that the properties have been sold to somebody who does want to be a landlord and they didn't get, you know, ripped off or anything like that because I pay full and good price when I get owner financing deals because there's no reason not to. Okay? So they also feel like they are really leaving wealth behind because they're leaving a river of money that's going to pay. And a lot of times, especially when I'm buying houses from an uh, older generation than my own, I'm a millennial. No matter what my husband tells you, I am a millennial. I'm one of those millennials. I buy these houses and I make these payments for three, four, five years. 
So the sellers are happy with me and they end up selling me other properties because I prove that I make the payments and I do what I say I'm gonna do. And these are great properties to buy. These are fantastic properties to buy. It's a win-win-win situation because I win. I don't have to go to the bank. I don't need any money. Nobody checks my credit. The seller wins because they find somebody that does want the property, that'll take care of the property. And their heirs win because they just get that cash that they want. They want those monthly monies. They want that draw. They don't want the headaches. They just want the money. All right, so it's a win-win-win for all of us when I'm able to do these deals. So how do you know it's time to take that leap of faith and either hire a property management company like Mary and I talked about today, or how do you know it's time to take that leap of faith and let an investor make monthly payments on a property that you don't want anymore? Or how do you know that it's time for you to take the leap of faith and become that investor who's doing these deals? Andrea says these are the types of deals she's looking for. Sign me up, baby. That's right. Let's make that money, honey. These sellers are everywhere. And there's ladies like Andrea everywhere who are ready to be landlords. And that's what we got to do is you got to take that leap of faith and say, you know what? I'm ready to be a landlord. I'm ready to go find these sellers. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get in front of these sellers, make them three offers. You got to be making three offers every time you talk to them and create these win-win situations. Now, a lot of ladies will say, well, I looked on the MLS and there wasn't anything there. Or they'll say, well, I looked on Zillow last weekend and I called three people and they all said no. Until you've made a hundred offers, no, if, until you've talked to a hundred sellers and made three offers, you haven't even gotten started. You haven't gotten started, all right? There's an old, like, criteria, I don't know how else to say it, but there's an old a rule that says you need 10,000 hours at something before you can master it. So if you call three sellers and they all say no, all right, well, that was a good 10 minutes. What else did you do for 23 hours and 45 minutes? I require the plus girls and the mastermind girls to give me 10 hours a week. So if they call three sellers, and all three sellers say no, well, you need to give me another nine hours. All right? You need to pick another honey hole. You need to call more people. You need to get more yellow letters out. You need to do more things because it takes a while to get this big thing rolling for you. I teach the ladies how to get some leads from Facebook. One of my mastermind girls joined three weeks ago she made her first offer on a property last week then this week she's already seen two properties today i was texting her while she was at an appointment because i'm there for the mastermind girls if you need somebody to bounce ideas off of i will be there on the other end of the phone you send me a message and i'll help you you know make the offers i'll help you make sure that you're steady and ready i'll be there to help you so she was texting me while she was or sending me messages while she was at this appointment and she said what did she say 
she's at this appointment and she was you know nervous about going because there's a bunch of heirs there's a bunch of sisters that have inherited a property and she was nervous about talking to all these sisters about this property because what if she said something wrong and I was like oh well she's gonna talk to one sister and then that sister is gonna tell the other sisters what's up she said what if I say something wrong what if I leave something off the contract what if I mess this up on my very first deal and I was like okay first of all have you ever played telephone and now I'm asking y'all, you ever played telephone? Do you remember telephone in kindergarten or at church camp where somebody starts a sentence and they whisper it in somebody else's ear and then by the time it goes through, I mean three kids, it's already wrong, but definitely by the time it goes through 20 different channels, it's already, it's totally butchered and nothing is the same about it. You remember? You remember that game? Well, it's just like that in real estate. If you're talking to some heirs and you're talking to people that have inherited a property and they're not real estate people, if you tell one, by the time they tell everybody else and then everybody else talks about it and then they circle up together and then they come back to you, they've completely butchered everything. And as long as you know that going in, that they're going to completely butcher everything, then you can say, all right, what kind of questions do y'all have? Where did the miscommunication happen? And you can say, instead of going, oh, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, you can say, all right, something's going to get messed up. That's what she said today. She said, what if I fill out something in the contract that's wrong? I said, it's fine. I filled out a contract today and I had to rip it up before I sent it to my buyer because I screwed it up. And I don't know how many contracts I have filled out, but I put the wrong buyer's name on it. I mean, it's like the second line on the one-pager. And I put the wrong name. I put Chris instead of Eric or Eric instead of Chris. I mean, it was close, but it was definitely wrong. If you screw up on the contract or you forget a part of it, we can put an amendment to it. If you screw up on the contract and you put the wrong person's name, you can start from scratch. If you screw up on the contract and you, you know, write in the wrong whatever, we'll fix it later. I told her, and this is what I'll tell you too, we're all human beings. We screw up. That's what we do. That's why we have each other. Okay? We wouldn't need doctors and accountants and lawyers and policemen and firefighters if nobody ever made a mistake. But we're humans and we make mistakes and we forget things and we write the wrong thing on some things and we change our, um, our minds about things sometimes. Like, that's what we do as humans. So just know that nothing is always going to be perfect. Something is going to come up right before closing that's going to throw the whole deal out of whack. And it's okay. You still have to take that leap of faith. You still have to say, hey, I'm a human. Hey, I want to help you get this deal. Hey, I want to buy this house from you. Hey, I want to sell this house to you. But I made a mistake. It happens to all of us. Now, I don't want you to get in the habit of making mistakes. And I don't want you to you know, make the same mistake over and over and over again. But like, I made a mistake today filling out a contract. Nobody died over it.
My buyer didn't even know I made the mistake because I ripped it up before I sent it to him. You have to take that leap of faith though and you have to say, I'm gonna do these deals, I'm gonna give it my best effort with everything that I know and have access to right now, with every experience that I've been through that's led me up to this moment. I'm doing the best I can. And this time next year, I will be in a better place to help more people so that I can do more deals, so that I can have more fun, so that I can give more to my church, so that I can spend more time with my family, so that I can hire more people. All of the things that I'm going through this year are just gonna make me better next year and next year and next year. And that's why you have to take that leap of faith. It's not just about the money, girls. I mean, and I'm a fan, let's make that money, honey. But it's about the time freedom you get with that money. It's about the way you're able to give back with your time and your money when you have more money coming in. A lot of ladies are being that Proverbs 31 woman and they're giving 10% a month, but what would it feel like to give 20%? What would it feel like if you're at church on Sunday and got there and there was a cold front that came through and Oops, the heater isn't working and we're all sitting in church freezing and we don't have the money in the bank to get a new heat and air unit. What would it feel like for you if you could say, you know what, let me just write you a $6,000 check right now. We'll all be warm again next week. It's all good. Don't worry about it. What would that feel like for you to be able just to give money that you have extra just sitting around? What would it feel like if you, you know, saw a family in need and you said, you know what, let me just take care of your bills this month? What would it feel like for you if you could start a nonprofit because you got lots of spare time? Now you're bringing in 20, 25 grand a month from your real estate investing and you can, you know, build a home for dogs that have been beaten up. All right? Maybe that's really what sets your soul on fire. But maybe you've been eyeing a Louis Vuitton bag or a Goyard bag or a Chanel bag and you just know that when you start making 20, 25 grand a month, you're gonna buy yourself a new bag or you're gonna buy yourself a new Audi Q7 white loaded model. All right, maybe you just know that you've always wanted a Mercedes convertible and when you start bringing in 20, 25 grand a month, you're gonna be driving a new car. Or maybe you'll say, you know what? I want a different car every day of the week because I make 20, 25 grand a month now. Whatever it is that's gonna set your soul on fire, whatever it is that you're working towards, whatever celebration you want to give yourself for going through this, leap of faith and letting God give you everything that you asked for. Exactly. What if you take that vacation? What if you, <laughs> I have a friend last year, she took her entire family and her husband's family on like a 10 day trip to Italy and she paid for everything. I have another friend that took their whole family to, I believe it was Costa Rica, Costa Rica, 
Puerto Rico is the island. Took her whole family to Costa, to, to Costa Rica for their wedding and paid for it all. All right? You've got to take that leap of faith and you've got to follow through and you've got to do all of the little annoying things so that you can treat your family the way that you've dreamed of treating them. Maybe it's so you can tell your boss to shove it. Maybe it's so you can provide home health care to your mom. Maybe it's so you can pay off your mom's house or pay off all your mom's debts. Maybe you've got some other things that you're wanting to do. Let's do it, girls. Let's take that leap of faith together. And let's get these deals done. Let's talk to these sellers who are ready to sell, but they've been waiting on somebody like you to come buy their property. They don't want to just sell it to somebody. They want to sell it to somebody that's going to care, that's going to take care of it, that's going to tend to it, that's going to take on their tenants or kick their tenants out for them so that they can save their face. That's what I help ladies do. That's what I help ladies do every day, all day. That's what I've been helping ladies do today. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day. But for four days in November, I'm having a huge event with 118 women coming from all over the country so I can dedicate four days to them to really help them break through and break out of their shell and get these deals done so they can live their best life from now until forever. So they can do bigger deals. Yes, so they can get their first deal done fast, but you gotta get that first deal done so you can get the 11th deal done. So you can get the 36th deal done, all right? And that's what you gotta do. You gotta go through all those deals, all those growth spurts, and all of those sellers, all of those contracts, all of those negotiating tables, all those closing tables, all of those nights crying in the kitchen floor because it all fell apart, but also all of those nights when you just fall down on your knees and thank God that you are here doing these deals and living your best life. And oh my gosh, it's all coming true. We put the vision out years ago and here it is. This beautiful, precious gift that was a dream months ago, years ago. And now we're living it. You can do this too. We are women helping women. We are women backing women up. And we are all about it. Alright, we're all about this money. We're all about this time freedom. And we're all about our mission to help more women help more women. Y'all let me know if you have any questions. Bye girls!